airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And um, today we are, um, by God's grace, uh, turning our heart toward prayer and praying for you, our listeners. Amen. Um, this is our, you know, normally during this time we would be in, involved in, this would be the first day of our share And so this yeah. is a type of share right? This is where <laughs> we are sharing your yes. burdens. <laughs> yes. And, um, and we want to be as fervent as we know how to be uh, on behalf of our listeners. I got to tell you, um, and well, and I say this again, not to toot your horn. Um, I guess maybe it's okay if I do it. Maybe you, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fine. <laughs> but it's just, and it's an encouragement. I say this, it's an encouragement and it's, and it's a challenge to me um, just to see your approach to prayer and to the prayer requests when they come in and um, you have undertaken to, um, to copy them all down, you have yeah. a you have a journal that you keep, and um, all of these prayers. And as we were discussing these prayers, uh, even this morning, and you were going through them, flipping through this journal that you have, um, man, my heart was just so moved. Um, number one, because of the great faith of so many of our listeners um, in our Lord, mm. who is mighty to save, who hears us, who Amen. turns his ear to us, and has made a way for us to access him. Uh, in our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think, you know, sometimes that's one of the biggest hurdles or obstacles. Um, there's just such a great lack of faith. And um, and so we want to move beyond that by that's first right. reminding ourselves <laughs> or being reminded as the Holy Spirit would remind us that the Lord made a way for us to be reconciled to him Amen. so that we could be in relationship with him and have communion with him. And so we're going to take our prayer requests uh, to the Lord today. That's going to happen in the last segment of the show. In the second segment, I'm kind of starting at the end and working our way back. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that's probably the pinnacle. That's that's the height of the program, which is it's going to all culminate in prayer. And um, we will ask our listeners to join with us in praying all across this country. Everyone who hears us and is able to respond in faith. Um, that's our request that our listeners would respond in faith. Um, normally, again, during this time, we are asking you to respond and partner with us um, in financial giving and help us continue doing what we're doing. But today we're asking you to partner with us in prayer and we're asking you to respond um, as best you can <laughs> in Amen. faith. Amen. And, and even the Lord knows, you know, there are some of us who have greater faith than others. And we pray that the Lord would increase our faith that um, he wants to respond to us. Right. Mm. Uh, so. So today that's going to be the pinnacle of the show. In the second segment, um, Bishop Matthews is going to join us. And um, if you were a part of our Marriage Family Life Conference was it last year? Yeah. I want to say it was last year. Wait. Yeah. I We could really put them in both conferences, <laughs> I, but I do it believe it was last year's conference. It was last year. Yes. Oh, my yes. word. Uh, Bishop Vincent Matthews, yes. um, who oversees world missions for the Church of God in Christ, um, spoke on the topic of life. And my goodness, um, he talked about 
the time that he, I think he and his, his wife, they have 11 children mm-hmm. and they lived for 12 years. I want to say in South Africa. Am I right about that? Johannesburg, South Africa, maybe. Yeah, I believe it's right? South Africa. Yes. Um, and so, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> but it was just such a challenge to everyone who gathered. So if you Amen. are listening and you were at the marriage family and life conference last year, um, you're going, Oh, I remember. Yeah. Cause, cause boy, I mean, it was just an incredible time that we Amen. had. Amen. And, um, and again, that all wrapped up and culminated with prayer and intercession and us turning our hearts back to the Lord. That's right. Look, we have a, we have an issue in our country that we have to be willing and we have to be able to deal with. And we have an issue of sin and rebellion against God. And it's a sin and rebellion against God that doesn't think it is Mm. (laughs) (laughs) right. It's, it doesn't think that it is. And so, um, and you know, to our, to our peril, we continue on in this rebellion against God. And, and unfortunately uh, we're more comfortable talking about, you know, what others need to do rather mm. than what we ourselves need to do as far as posture before God goes. So, yeah. so Bishop Vincent Matthews is going to join us in the second segment and we're going to uh, focus on the church, Amen. Uh, what's going on with the church at, and, um, and how we can pray and respond. And we will pray and yeah. respond um, uh, to the Lord on behalf of the church in the second segment. That's right. In this segment, um, we want to remind our listeners that we are still collecting these prayer requests and, um, and you still have an opportunity and yeah. we hope that you will allow us to partner with you, to stand with you, to mm-hmm. lift up, mm-hmm. to pray to mm-hmm. our God, Amen. to pray to the maker Amen. Um, on your behalf. And so how can our listeners continue to do that, Will the Great? Yes. Uh, if you send your prayer request to prayers at AFR.net, prayers at AFR.net, and in the topic line, just put airing the Addisons, uh, airing the Addisons, and we will uh, get those prayers. You know, I write them down in my journal, and uh, we'll endeavor to pray for everyone uh, who send uh, those prayer requests. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, yeah, we still collecting those prayer requests. So just go to prayer at AFR.net and in the topic uh, segment, put uh, airing the Addisons and uh, we'll get it there. But, um, you know, it's just it's just awesome that we can take this time out, you know, to to give what we can. And that's praying for our our uh, the listeners and and praying for, you know, our fellow brothers and sisters in this time. You know, we mm-hmm. you know, I was just reading in Luke um, chapter 18. What Jesus gave those couple parables about prayer and uh, it started off, you know, talking about how men ought to always pray and not faint. And he gave two examples of uh, of prayers, um, you know, parables and how so important it is that we understand that prayer is doing something, that prayer is working, prayer is doing. And that a lot of times we we feel like we talked about this yesterday, Mm -hmm. that you know, prayer is inactive or we're not really doing something if we're just going to pray about it. But that's mm-hmm. the most active thing that we can do is petition the Lord in prayer and to go mm-hmm. to him and to understand that he hears us and that he's going to answer, you know, our prayers. And so uh, I'm hoping that this will spark in all of us even more of a awareness of, you know, uh, the weapons of warfare that we have at our disposal. And one of those weapons, you know, is prayer in praise and mm-hmm. worship and the word of God there, you know, but one is prayer and that's, we, and we want to make sure that we uh, uh, do that today. Uh, it's very important. And I'm, and I'm hoping that a, a fire will be lit up, you know, under all of us, you know, mm-hmm. for more uh, um, uh, fervent prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think that um, the enemy opposes prayer so much in the life of the believer? Why do you think it is 
um, so difficult for us to pray. I know we mm. talk about there being a lack of faith and yeah. and um, maybe not understanding fully that prayer is doing. Sometimes we think of prayer as the icing on the cake. I would say mm. that's the cake. I mean, that's it. Yeah. This is this yeah. is what it is, and it's it's in prayer that we get our instructions to go further, but prayer is doing, doing. why do you think the enemy opposes prayer so much? And what do you see as the immediate indication that there is opposition to prayer? Yeah. Number one is spiritual warfare. It's, um, um, I think the enemy, because the enemy knows how powerful prayer is. Hmm. And a lot of times the Christian, we understand it in mind, but we, you know, haven't really, uh, really fully grasped it in our in our hearts inside, you know, uh, how powerful prayer is. And I think the enemy understands that, and he knows mm-hmm. that if the people of God really begin to pray, and I'm mm-hmm. not talking about, you know, just in form and fashion and, to, you know, how it looks on the outside, and all, but fervent, uh, energized prayers um, that he's in trouble. Like his mm-hmm. plan and his mm-hmm. working and the things that he's trying to accomplish is in trouble. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's to me, it's like, if you're going out to the battle, going out to the war, and you don't uh, take up your weapon, you, you lay it on the ground, you don't pick it up, you, you, you're going on the front line, well, you're going to get slaughtered, you mm-hmm. know. And we have such an amazing you know, weapon given to us from, from God in mm-hmm. the power of prayer that, you know, a lot of times we just leave that down on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we wouldn't. And the the crazy part is, we wouldn't uh, on perp. We wouldn't do that on purpose. Like it's no, not like a. No. We understand that we need to pray, but our flesh and the enemy wars against us. Mm-hmm. Uh, wars against our spirit to accomplish those things that we know that we are supposed to be doing. And so it's a, it's a spiritual war. When you when you if, if you notice when you go to pray, how many distractions? How many mm-hmm. things come up? How how many thoughts fill your <laughs> mind? You know how many mm-hmm. people begin to call on you? You know mm-hmm. you need to do this or that. Man, it's amazing because you know I think we need to realize that there's a warfare that's going on. Um, you know when we endeavor to really put our hands to the plow and to pray. You know, mm-hmm. things begin to come to try to distract us. And so I think because of the spiritual war um, that we're in, it's always a, a, a kind of almost like a pushing that has to happen in order to get to that place that we, we know we need to be. Yeah, I remember. Um, oh, this must be 20 years now. But um, I remember reading um, a C.S. Lewis book where he sort of gives this long form illustration of the spiritual battle that we're in. It's a screw tape letters mm. and it's a little bit twisted. So you got to kind of change the way you think as you read through it. But it was um, it was eye opening. And there was one segment or one portion of the book where and if I remember the way the book all is formatted, I, it's been 20 years now. So I've forgotten exactly who the characters are, but I know there's there's Wormwood who is writing to his uncle Screwtape, mm-hmm. if I'm not confusing the two. And um, and I think it's Screwtape who responds to Wormwood when he says, and they're demons, right? Mm. And they're talking about their assignments and, and what, you know, young Wormwood is supposed to be doing. <laughs> and uh, there was one portion of the book where Wormwood is concerned, so he writes to... His uncle Screwtape, I think, if I'm remembering this correctly, and somebody who maybe has read it more recently will remember better, but he says that his subject has started praying mm-hmm. and that he's concerned because his subject is praying. 
And um, the the response from the elder demon, so to speak, in this um, C.S. Lewis book is not to be alarmed that he's praying. Just draw his attention to the fact that he's praying. Mm. Just show him how good he is that now he prays. Right. Show him how pious and so <laughs> how upstanding he is because now he's praying. And then he, he tells him that, you know, the path to destruction needs to be smooth. You don't need anything that's going to jolt him, right? Mm. You don't need these mass distractions that we often think of. But sometimes derailing a person's motives um, can be as powerful when it's subtly done than those overt distractions. And so talk about some of that, Will the Great, because we talk about this on a regular basis and you have pointed this out even in our marriage. Whenever we turn our hearts to prayer, Mm -hmm. you can, and excuse the expression, put money on it, excuse the expression, (laughs) that the enemy enemy is going to step in to try to stop or to thwart prayer. And I would imagine, um, you know, so to speak, that the enemy... Um, has really had a front row seat. Now, we are kind Mm. of, we don't fully understand. Now, there are things that we do understand. The Holy Spirit has made us aware. Um, But the enemy has had a front row seat to see how God responds to the prayers of his people. Yeah. And so I think the enemy understands, as you say, what is at stake more so than, I think, often the people of God. Yeah. I mean, how how many times people who are listening, you know, you've set your heart to pray or something that's, are supposed to be happening on a spiritual uh, level that all of a sudden there's disruption in your family or disruption mm-hmm. in your marriage or your, your kids or they, you know, mm-hmm. it's a spiritual thing. And to your first point, uh, Jesus talks about that in, in Luke chapter 18 about the uh, Pharisee and the publican, you know, mm-hmm. the one that came, you know, and, and showing off that, Hey, I, I pray and I did it. I do this mm-hmm. and I do that. And, you know, but the, but the, um, the Pharisee, uh, and, and but the publican, you know, was the one who was like, man, you know, I'm not even worthy, you know, yeah. and that's the <laughs> basically, you know, that was his cry. You know, I'm not even worthy. And 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 he was more sincere. You know, sometimes we can try to uh, put on for people, you know, mm-hmm. or try to while we're out, you know, in our churches, you know, we want to, to look a certain way, you know, even in our praying. But man, God is he knows our hearts, you Amen. know. And so even in doing this uh, this week. We have to make sure our hearts are right. You know, we have to make sure that we're on guard because the enemy will try to bring up little small things to try Mm -hmm. to distract us, make us ineffective. And we have to really see, you know, what the enemy is trying to do, because, look, we have not we are not ignorant concerning his his devices and we can see uh, what he's trying to do. And so we have to make sure that we are aware of what's happening, even when we set in our hearts to pray. Amen. Amen. Especially especially as we're setting our heart to pray because the enemy would like nothing more than to take what is good and to flip that, to turn that around to where now we work against our own interests. So we trust the Lord. We lean on um, the the move and the operation of the spirit to get us through. All right, we're going to grab the break. Aaron, the Addison's American family radio. We'll be right back. I know that you've heard this before. And you really wish the church could say more to you Cause God don't seem as close as you want to Please remember, however he can No Welcome back 
to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Uh, we are turning our heart toward prayer, and we are so glad that you're able to join us today as we do that. Such an incredible and important work prayer is doing. Amen. Prayer is doing. And I know that I keep saying that, but, you know, I, I feel like that's going to make it a little bit more permanent in everybody's mind, right? Prayer is doing. It's not empty babbling. It's not just making ourselves feel better. It's not encouraging self-talk. Prayer is doing, and the Word of God bears that out. Welcome back. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Jonathan uh, McReynolds, One Prayer Away. All right. Well, I don't know. Um, I feel like we need a bishop. Um, <laughs> whenever whenever we we're about one. to, like, we're outside <laughs> and we're going in, um, I feel like we need to go in <laughs> with a bishop. <laughs> and joining us is Bishop Vincent Matthews, Jr., Missions President of the Church of God in Christ, are responsible for overseeing the work of advancing and expanding the kingdom of God in uh, 79 countries. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, There's a lot you know, of prayer that goes into that. I mean, sure. come on, right? That's you're not, <laughs> And when you're doing that, you're not just doing. Plus, um, Bishop Matthews and his wife Sharon have 11 children, eight boys and three girls, because they try to compete with us. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we lost. <laughs> we're, we're losing. We're, we're, we're losing. <laughs> we are absolutely losing. We're gaining ground. They, they spent 12 years in uh, Johannesburg. What did you say? What? No, we're good. In Johannesburg, <laughs> South Africa. And uh, now um, Bishop Matthews and his family, uh, they, they live in Memphis, Tennessee. And he's going to talk to us about some of the other work that he's doing. I know that he's also on the advisory board of uh, the organization Human Coalition. And so we'll talk maybe a little bit about that. But our focus, we really wanted Bishop Matthews mm -hmm. to kind of talk to us about what he perceives that the Lord is doing in his church, in, in the bride of Christ. Like, what is the Lord doing um, among us? And then how can we pray and then lead us in prayer? And then, of course, Will, mm -hmm. I know that you'll jump in here as well. Yeah. Bishop Matthews, thank you so much for joining us. Hello, my brother and sister. God bless you all. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Great to hear Very your voice. Well. Yeah. It's, great to, Listen, it's great to hear your voice. Yes. I, I just got to say this to you. It's not over till God says it's over. You may be losing now, but you will win. Amen. Mm, Amen. Come on. Come Amen. on. That is so already No, I'm talking about the baby. I'm talking about the baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Well, well I'm glad you were encouraged by that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was encouraged when I thought you were talking about other people. I thought you no. were. I thought that was somebody else's blessing. Oh my goodness! Amen. The Holy Spirit is speaking right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow. Yes, he's yeah. he's he's a right now God. Yes, Amen. he is. Yes. Amen. Yes, he is. <laughs> it's an honor and pleasure always to be with you guys, and thank you so much for having me on with you. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Bishop Matthews, help us right now. Um, the members of the body of Christ who are tuned in all across the country. We have uh, members of the body of Christ listening around the world. Um, we get emails from people stationed in different places who are encouraged as they tune in and just really need to be, um, I, I, I say, a greater encouragement, even in the midst of what is going on right now. What is it that the Holy Spirit has been showing you? Um, what is it that you're seeing in the word of God? that provides insight um, as to where we are right now in the church. Yeah, thank you for asking that. And uh, thank God for those who are listening all around the country and around the world. Mm -hmm. One thing is for sure is that there is um, a, a time, I believe we're at the cusp of one of the largest revival harvests of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, people, uh, people across the country are... Uh, all of the gods of the nation are bowing down. I mean, the mm. sports, entertainment, the casinos. And wow. one thing is for sure, there, and there's a, 
envelop of darkness around the land, but the light of God is shining through us. Mm-hmm. I actually been meditating on the last few days on Isaiah chapter 60, um, and this is in the redemptive portion of Isaiah, and it starts by saying, chapter 60, verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come, mm-hmm. uh, and the glory of God is risen upon thee. For behold, and then verse 2 says, The darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people but the Lord shall arise upon us, and his glory shall be seen upon us. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's a darkness upon this earth even right now. There's even some disproportionate attacks upon the church, scapegoating of the church, different mm-hmm. things that are happening. We saw in Greenville, Mississippi, some yeah. other things. Yeah. But even through all of that, that darkness that's upon the earth and the even greater darkness that's upon people, this is the time for the people of God, for our light to shine and people will see that anything else that they had hope in, money, finances, all of these other things, is in the Christ that, that we serve. Mm. Mm, amen. You know, I'm yeah. so glad that you brought up uh, Greenville, Mississippi. And, you know, we've been having this conversation for probably the last four or five days on, on this program, Bishop Matthews, where we're talking about the role and the purpose and the posture of the church right now. And I think that there's been some confusion. There are some people who say, no, just, you know, just do what you're told, um, you know, meet online. Don't worry about trying to gather. And then there are others who say, no, we need to gather. We do, you know, we need to keep doing what we've always done. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts that you care to share on that. I'm, I'm wondering if it kind of boils down to us not really understanding the function of the church. Exactly. You, uh, you're talking now, I, I heard you a couple of weeks ago. I don't know. Every day now seems like a week. You read, uh, you, you know, but you referenced Martin Luther's letter, and I looked it up and read that entire letter that Martin Luther wrote during mm-hmm. the plague in 1526. And of course, we should be careful to take care of, you know, uh, of certain things. But one role of the church is not just to teach and preach, but to minister. And fellowship mm-hmm. is a uh, a spiritual discipline. And if someone is in trouble, Martin Luther even mentioned in that, if someone is in trouble, we're going to serve them regardless. So I think there's a fine line in which we draw. We obey the authorities, but then mm-hmm. I think at Greenville, that might have been unreasonable. Those people were so innocent. They were following all the rules, but mm-hmm. they just didn't want the church to meet. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. some challenges in there. Uh, I think we have to be careful uh, to take care of one another, but we have to also be the church. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, my church, we're doing most of the things that we do online. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're preaching, teaching, we're meeting privately in the Zoom and, you know, spending time in the fellowship. But then there are people who need help that I got to reach out and help. Yeah. And there mm-hmm. are people we need to serve. So um, this pandemic, we don't know how long it's going to last. We don't even know exactly what's happening. Um, the, the, the news changes and the debates back and forth change every day. But I think we have to be careful to recognize that, yes, we are the church. We as individuals are the church. We have a sphere of influence. We can preach and teach and impact our families, our community, our neighbors, and just ask God for wisdom in our own cultural context. If I can, you know, um, around the world, you know, in India, the Hindu government is using this as an attempt to attack the church. In Mm -hmm. China, the same thing has happened. There's attacks upon the church. But we have some brothers in the former Soviet Union that they they were not on quarantine this past weekend, and they experienced their church full and hundreds of people in an atheistic 
communists raise <laughs> uh, uh, context of people coming to Christ. So I believe that when this lifts, though, we must prepare ourselves, saturate ourselves, not in Netflix and social media, saturate ourselves in the Word. I want to challenge people that are listening. You should read the entire New Testament while you're locked in. I mean, there's no reason (laughs) why the New Testament should not be read. The entire. Wash your mind in the Word. Bathe yourself and soak in the Word of God so that when we are able to go forth, that we will chase the darkness. Because there is an increase activity of demonic activity mm. across the land. Mm. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. um, there's an increased demonic activity. Suicide mm. hotlines are blown off yeah. the chart. Mm-hmm. The, uh, domestic abuse, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, today in South Africa, right now, people are looting small shops because mm. they're being uh, beaten by police, not able to go to stores. There's a lot that's going on in our land here in the United States. Um, we see what that abortion clinics are still sacrificing babies to their God and killing babies, even though it's not an essential practice. All of these things that are happening, there's an increase in demonic activity. The church cannot mm. retreat. I'm sorry for talking in long no, sentences. That's, no, that's good. You, you stirred something up in me. We must be adamant not Amen. to relax. This is not Amen. Christmas vacation. We should be advancing uh, <laughs> offensively, engaging in spiritual warfare, asking God to give us deeper discernment, mm, and asking God to give us to break the strongholds that are in America and around the world. Uh, to your point, too, I want to say, Exactly what you're saying. In prayer, I felt impressed by God that this is an opportunity time. You know, I talk about opportunity Mm -hmm. zones. This is an opportunity zone for the Christian (laughs) because this is a time of refinement, of, of, you know, looking at certain things that you need to cut off and keep off, Mm -hmm. you know, things that you were maybe uh, uh, bogged down by, you know, as life was just going and blowing. Now that, you know, you have time to kind of chill out to get rid of those things. And and Mm -hmm. there's a purification that, that has to happen if you see this as an opportunity time. And uh, and Bishop Matthews, I want to put this before you because this is a prayer request that came, and I, and I think this is the way that we uh, need to go forward in prayer, and I would like to get you to, um, to pray for this and for uh, what you have already been talking about, you know, as far as the church is concerned. But the, yes. the, the uh, prayer request is from John. He said, please pray for our church families. Without corporate worship, we are in a vacuum and need prayer for like-minded kindred fellowship. So mm-hmm. I know all around there, there are people who may be feeling like, man, uh, I, I, I'm missing fellowship. I'm missing, uh, you know, just that face-to-face with the believer. And uh, yeah. so uh, let's yeah. let's pray in that way. And I would love for you to lead out in that and just pray for the church in general. Can you do that? Uh, yes, my brother. I, I, definitely let's pray even right now. Father, mm-hmm. we thank you. First of all, thank you for Will and Mickey Addison for shining a light here through the radio. And we ask, even John's prayer request is so relevant Mm -hmm. because the gathering of the body, iron sharpens iron, and Mm -hmm. right now we're separated. We feel fragmented. But, Father, I ask that you bring uh, a a, a kingdom-minded individuals in the lives and in the sphere of individuals that Mm -hmm. they may be able to Mm -hmm. strengthen one another, help one another, lift one another up. I agree, God. This is an opportunity zone for to advance the kingdom. Mm. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but we do know there are no more prophecies left before your imminent mm. return. Mm. And so, God, while there's, the time is short, give us, Lord, to spend this time even to share the gospel with others, and you will attract others who feel the same way and be able to disciple and raise others up. 
Mm. We rebuke the demonic forces of isolation Mm. and despair and depression and fear. And we speak even right now, God, that the joy, that we will be overflowing with joy, Mm -hmm. that joy will overflow us as we meet and greet one another. Father, I thank you even right now for this radio station and this show, that Urban Family Talk that as we're here on the radio, this is an opportunity for kingdom-minded people to gather together. This is no Mm. nonsense, man and woman of God, sharing from your word, sharing from a real biblical perspective. So thank you for this time, and we thank thank you you for bringing together the body, Mm -hmm. even right now. We recognize the strength in our coming together in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray, God, for, for Bishop Matthews and the work that he's doing uh, with the Kojic Church and uh, the missions, oh God. And I pray that you continue to increase him, Father God, uh, con- con- uh, uh, increase uh, uh, all the things that he's able to do, Father God. Yes, Give him Lord. the spiritual strength that he needs, Father God, to do what he's doing. I pray, Father God, there will be no obstacle that would be set before him that he wouldn't be able to get through. And, Lord, that you would give him discernment, Father God. Give him great discernment, Lord, and help him to understand exactly where you're calling him to. God, Mm -hmm. speak clearly to his heart, Father God, that he would know uh, step after step where to go, what to do. And, God, that in his leadership, God, that he would lead effectively, Father God, and that those who are following, God, that they would be blessed because of the leadership of Bishop Matthews. God, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bishop Matthews, I I wanted to go back to something that you said, and then maybe from there go back into prayer. Um, When we look at the response of the church around the world, we see a different display Um, among the believers in China, the believers in Nigeria, the Mm. believers in India, the believers, um, you know, in different parts of the country, even in the United States of America. There is a difference, a different response to this pandemic and My question is, as you observe this and and having the opportunity to travel as extensively as you do and to be so intimately connected with the body of Christ (laughs) around the world, I mean, it's such a unique opportunity that you have. To what do you attribute the great difference in our responses around the world as still one church, but in different areas of the world? Mm. That's a great question. And, um, you know, there was a brother in Asia I was in Cambodia, by the way, and I meet with this guy, and he said his prayer was that the church would experience more suffering. And I said, man, wait a minute now. What is, <laughs> what's wrong with you? So I pray that the church in America experience more suffering. And then he explained and said, wherever the church is experienced persecution or suffering is where they thrive and, and, and recognize hmm. that they're really in the fight. And so mm-hmm. in those places like Nigeria, where they're, you know, where they're being decimated by the, by the, the ISIS fighters and the Hausa herdsmen and what's happening in, in the 1040 window all the way throughout, you mm-hmm. find that there is a passion of if I die, I die. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, it's not this, let me get in and out of service and within an hour and, you know, you, you preach mm-hmm. for 10 minutes. But I think there's, but there is a remnant even in America of passionate believers. Yes. And I believe that during this pandemic, it, it is a wake up call for mm-hmm. many of us mm-hmm. who were at ease in Zion. So I think you see a wave of revival through the saints of God in America and around the world. But we're able to say, because too often we were saying, look overseas at those people with incurable things. Thank God <laughs> for our health care. And government, mm-hmm. give us more health care. We'll be okay. But mm-hmm. Dr. Fauci is confused. 
Everybody's confused. <laughs> At this point, they don't know what to say, and it's not because they're not educated, but they're being they're, the wise are being confounded, and all of our advances, they're just not sure what to say. Yeah. And so I believe that there's a revival that's happening, that's spreading, that transcends ultimately nationality, ethnicity and uh, a culture that the real church is rising to the chop top in all, in all cultures, that the real church is mobilizing and, and, and showing Bishop themselves. Matthews, Amen. I got to jump in only because we're going to the break. I just want everybody to understand that. They're like, don't cut <laughs> in on the bishop. It's only because we're going to the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio will be right back. Back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We do appreciate you listening. We appreciate you joining with us as we pray, as we go to the Lord. We're taking your prayer requests with us. We're going together to the Lord in prayer. He's the only one who can help us. He is the only Amen. one who has made a way for us to be in relationship with him. It shows how much the Lord wants to help us, right? He made the way for him to be able to help us in his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so the blessing is ours, and, and we want to um, walk in that. We want to accept that. And we want to respond accordingly. We've got Bishop Vincent Matthews with us at the Church of God in Christ. I mean, his response, his his regular normal life is overseeing like 79 different missions, outreaches in different countries, 79 different countries. On top of that, he has 11 kids. And uh, he, he and his wife, how long have you and your wife? How long have they been married? Oh, only 26 years. We're newlyweds. Only <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess that, that really time. depends on who you ask. <laughs> right. That really depends. I mean, some people are like, 26 years? Right. He's right. a miracle worker. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, I, I say that to, to segue into some of the other prayer requests that we have. As we were going through some of our, our prayer requests, um, a lot of them revolve around marriage. And our marriages are broken. Our marriages are in great dysfunction these days, and um, we have quite a few prayer requests that are asking us to pray for communication in marriage. Um, there's a coldness in marriage. There's a disconnect and um, great dysfunction. And so I'm wondering if you want to respond maybe first in um, with some insight or some encouragement, and then we can go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. You know, uh, I, I saw the uh, the predictions that I'm going to call them demonic predictions that there will be many divorces coming out of this crisis. Mm-hmm. And I, I just believe that God's goal is that he has broke down our time and taken away all the business so that we can take this time to bond together and that they will be, that God will melt the hearts of men and women and turn the hearts of husbands and wives back towards one another, that he will open up communication, that he will show us how to forgive and and heal our hearts that we might be able to move forward. That's my prayer during this time, that that husbands will will be able to love their wives as Christ loved the church, and wives will be able to trust and love their husbands. And I think we really ought to pray that because there's been an attack 
as yeah. you guys know, mm-hmm. on our families around mm-hmm. the world uh, for, a gener- for generations. And we see the manifestation, and much of that exposes people to the coronavirus because of that instability. And so mm. my prayer is that God will impact the lives of men and women, will turn the hearts of men and women to their spouses, and that they will see God through that. Amen. Shall I pray Amen. now? Yes, 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 go let's ahead. do it. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Father, we thank you for marriages. Mm-hmm. First of all, marriage is not just some idea, but it's an institution designed by you. And, Father, during this time, I pray that the wives and husbands that here that are having challenges, that communication, it seems like it's cold. They've been going through the motions. And for many, they've been able to hide behind busyness and Mm. schedules. But now everything is there. It's just as it was in the garden. It says in Genesis 2, I believe verse 27, that they were naked and unashamed. Father, now that we're naked, there's nothing to hide behind. May we be unashamed in our flaws and everything that we can stand before each other and be fully transparent mm-hmm. and love one another, even as you have planned. May we be one as we were intended in the garden, bone of bone, flesh of flesh. May whatever has happened, whatever has caused us to lose trust, to have animosity, to have bitterness, mm-hmm. I ask that you help heal those things and help us to turn to one another and heal together. Father, it takes your love. It takes a miracle mm-hmm. for many. For many, it seems impossible, but I rebuke every demonic force that comes to hinder them. Yes, and yes. I ask that even right now, there will be oneness, no more isolation in this marriage that mm. have sent requests. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. And it is so. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And Lord, I pray specifically for uh, the marriages that came in on these prayer requests, God, for Della. I pray for her and her marriage, God. I pray that you would uh, strengthen that marriage, that communication would be what it needs to be, God, for the unknown person that, that said they've been married for 34 years and they cannot seem to communicate anymore. Mm-hmm. Lord, I pray, God, that you would turn the situation around in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I pray, Father yeah. God, that this time, God, that they will find that communication, that it would begin to happen again because everything else is stripped away, Lord. And I pray, Father God, that instead of tragedies and, and things that have been predicted, that this would be a time, God, again, for refinement, uh, for pruning, Father God, and for growth. In the name of Jesus, Lord, that it won't be what the enemy has set out for it to be, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. Um, One of the other things, we've talked about some of the essential services and things that, you know, have remained open and things that would be, you know, provided for people versus things that would be shut down that are non-essential. So we Mm -hmm. had a conversation around that. Um, one of those things was like, uh, you know, some of the, the gaming stores and of course the, mm. I say of course, but I, I say that tongue in cheek, but like the, the CBD stores and, and things like that, the mm-hmm. alcohol stores and all of those things that speak to the great addiction that we have in this country. And Bishop Matthews, I love the way you started out our conversation. You said that all the gods in America are bowing Come right on. now, like all of the things that we have set up and wow. that we have exalted in our heart. I mean, you, you said it and you nailed it. These things are bowing right now. There are still some that are resistant. Mm-hmm. There are some that are, you know, yeah. those 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 places where we say, no, God cannot and I will not allow. And, I'm, I'm you know, there are things we don't intentionally say that, but that's the way that we live. Mm-hmm. And we've got we've got prayer concerns from our listeners. Yeah. Uh, one of our listeners uh, wrote us and said that. Um, that her son has a gaming addiction. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about yeah. gambling and other things like that. But even some of those what we think are more innocuous things that just sort of numb our pain. 
we can kind of check out from reality and they fall under the category of addiction. Those things that have kind of stolen our affection um, away from the Lord. Mm. Um, your thoughts on that. And then can we go to prayer about that? Yes, uh, you are absolutely right. And, that, and you know, it's, 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 it's very wise of you to mention gaming addiction right next to the marital after we just pray for marriages, mm. because those gaming addictions are destroying many marriages, by yeah. the way. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and so that addictive behavior and those things, I just, I believe in that, that now, if, 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 if this is a time of even consecration, mm. of fasting and prayer, mm. to ask God to break those addictions. Amen. I was just Amen. teaching our church online yesterday that we need to go, we're going into a time of consecration between Passover and Pentecost, those 50 days, whether mm -hmm. they, they lift this or not, just to take time of fasting and prayer and seeking God to break addictions in our lives, whatever it may be, it, just as you said, mm -hmm. and the gaming addictions and things that, that there are people addicted to, to television and eating and all kinds of things, just mm -hmm. as yeah. you said. It's a stronghold that the enemy has used to control us, just as you said, to take our affection away from the Lord and drive it towards other things. Mm -hmm. Father, we rebuke the spirit of addiction, which is rooted in pain. Mm -hmm. Many people are medicating pain that's deep down. There's something pain that they're trying to feed. They're trying to cover up. And Father, I ask that you go to the root of the cause of the pain, mm. whether it was last year or 20 years ago, and that you begin to bring about healing. And that healing comes through your word. The healing comes through the love of the word, replacing your word with the lies that have been uploaded into the souls and spirits of individuals. Father, these men who have been emasculated, these women mm. who have been break, broken down, I speak that even mm. right now, that your peace comes upon them even right now and that the spirit of addiction is broken even during this time. Yes, God, even as many of the things, some of the things are still open and functioning, but I ask that even right now, even pornography addiction, mm. uh, yes, substance Lord. addiction, yes. that you break them even right now in the name of Jesus. But most of all, not to just exchange the behavior, that there are some people who trade one addiction for the other, mm. but we ask that they be healed down to the root of the pain that causes the addictive behavior in Jesus' name. Satan, the blood of Jesus rebukes you even right now, mm -hmm. and it is so. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 There was a, a, a prayer request uh, for the Harrell family. Uh, it was a young husband uh, that took his life. Uh, this was last week. Uh, and the church and the community, uh, the community is uh, devastated by it. Oh, you know, and in this time, there's a, again, one of those evil predictions of like depression yeah. and people falling into, yeah. you know, just different things. And um, that we would just pray. For the Harrell family, who's lost a, a husband uh, and a father there, and and uh, and anyone else who's really struggling right now with depression, mm -hmm. you know, uh, they're, they're finding a lot of time on their hands, you know, and the enemy is seizing those mm -hmm. moments for them to just think those thoughts that they shouldn't be thinking. Can we pray for that? Mm. Yeah, and many people are out of work right yeah. now, and that yeah. just brings that it exacerbates that uh, exponentially, mm. Father. We come against this the spirit of suicide yes, yes, even Lord. right now. Even First now. of all, we pray for the Harrell family. Yes. I cannot imagine the grief and the pain that they have, the family has, the church family has, as his father and husband has taken his life. Father, mm. we ask that your peace 
which passes all understanding, keeps their hearts and their minds Amen. through you, Christ Jesus. Amen. Only you can carry them through this. Amen. Only you can help heal this grief. Yes. Only you can heal this grief. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Father, as you touch the Harrell family, unfortunately, there are thousands of others mm-hmm. who are experiencing <laughs> the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Father, go there and touch them and, and bless them and strengthen those families. And Father, anyone who's tempted by the enemy to take their lives, because the devil knows that uh, if they're listening right now, the devil knows that uh, he cannot take their life. You have a hedge around them. Mm-hmm. The only one that can do it is them. I ask we rebuke the spirit of temptation even right now yes, and Lord. let them see that their life is worth living. Yes, In Lord. Jesus' name we pray. Mm-hmm. And thank you for healing those families. And thank you anyone who's listening or they're connected to who's tempted with suicide will choose life and will see that there is life on the other side. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Will. I'm sorry. Now, if you had something to say, I, I had a, um, another prayer request, but you can go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. You go there's, ahead. there's been a few prayer requests that's come in and uh, just for people who are hurting and sick right now physically, but they mm-hmm. can't get their surgeries because, you know, everything has kind of been shut down because it, mm-hmm. it's seen as non-essential. And so I mean, uh. people are in pain because, you know, they can't get these surgeries that, that they need. And I want to uh, lead us out in prayer for those uh, individuals, yeah. but also, you know, if we can join in uh, for prayer, I have a lady Jackie here, uh, her 24 uh, year old son who takes dialysis three times a week uh, because of the COVID measures um, it's been shut down for him to possibly get a new kidney because mm-hmm. that's deemed as being uh, not non-essential and there's others as oh. well. And so Lord, in the name of Jesus, I, I pray God, I pray for Jackie and her son, right now who is in need of a kidney. I pray, Father God, that um, him and others like him who are not able to get certain uh, surgeries because of this pandemic and things being shut down, Lord, that you would begin to uh, open up ways, God, that this coronavirus thing would stop in the name of Jesus. Those things would be opened up again where they can have these surgeries, God, and not be in pain and just have to live with it, God. I I, I pray, Father God, for their comfort even now, God, and I pray that you would um, go in and heal them, Lord. God, you you can go in and heal them, Lord, and I pray, Father God, that you would, would do so, Lord, and we pray, Father God, for those families, God, who are taking care of loved ones at this time. There's another lady mm. whose father has Alzheimer's and he's in the, um, in the hospital right now by himself. And he's been going down uh, during this time because, you know, basically hasn't been around people. Lord, I pray, God, that you would encourage his heart, Father God, right where he is, oh God. God, even though his family can't be around him because of these measures, Lord, I pray that some way, supernaturally, Lord, that you would comfort him, that you would speak to him, that you would let him know that he's Mm -hmm. loved, Father God, and that he's not alone, oh God. I thank you, Father God, for you uh, never leave us, never forsake us. And I pray that those who feel alone in hospitals are, are just in pain right now, God, that they will feel your presence and they will not feel alone anymore, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bishop Matthews, we've got about a minute and a half before the end of the program. Would you wrap up our time today and just overall praying for for our listeners, praying for the body of Christ in the world? Yeah, thank you. Uh, And thank you for having me on. And I just think that just with the request that some of them are so heavy, Mm -hmm. and it, it means that people of God, we are at war. This is not a time of relaxing. We are at war and we must advance. The kingdom of heaven must advance and we must fight. And and, and we're guaranteed to win. And so 
I think that is how I, I, that is my final comments. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you all, but I want to pray even right now. Thank you, God. Even as we are at war against literally the spirit of darkness and against the enemy, we've heard of pain. We heard of marriages being under attack, people who are sick that can't get help. We've heard of the the fight of the enemy and addictions and things of that sort. But, Father, we thank you because you are God and you promise. You promised. You, you you told us that there would be dark days. You mm-hmm. told us that there would be challenges. You told us in your Olivet Discourse and throughout your word, but you also promised that you would never leave us. Amen. You would yes, never Lord. forsake you, us. Yes, Father, Lord. manifest your presence in every life that is listening. Show your glory. Show us your glory. Mm-hmm. Show us your grace and give us to walk in divine confidence, knowing that no matter what we see, you are with us. No matter Amen. what we feel, Amen. you are with us. And may we walk with you. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. That's all the time that we have for today. Until tomorrow, by the grace of God. God bless.